be. My brand name is um wait for a podcast or for uh. You should have one brand name now. I always like to call myself Rich Beach Sally. Rich Beach Sally. Sally. Yeah, that's the name of my podcast. Uh, but you know, do you want Beach inside your brand? Yeah. Is that monetizable? Yes. Also, we have started recording. <laughs> just, oh, sorry, recording. Yeah, this is going to be part of it. <laughs> this is going to be part of it. I think like an introduction that's not so formal. Oh, really? Where like you're not saying, hey, guys. See, well, just, you shouldn't have told me we started recording. Now, because. <laughs> <laughs> I became very cautious. No, 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 no. It's okay. What for? What, what? about Richie Sally or Rich Sally? What's the Rich Beach Sally? I don't know. It was when I was like 26 and my friends used to call me Rich Beach Sally. And I just liked it. I, I kept it. But you know, like this, you already cut out some audience already. Why? Because of like people who are just Underage audience. They're, they're not my audience because <laughs> you've seen what I post on, on Instagram. You, you know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't be looking. No, but like... I get what you're saying, Sean. Maybe reach Auntie Sally. No, but I don't want to call myself. Auntie, Auntie is too much. Now. Just reach. I don't know. I think you have a. If if that's what you're feeling like, it's your brand. Girl Sally, you know. Rich girl Sally. It can't be. It doesn't it? Just doesn't think like. But I thought I, I thought it would be influencer bay because that's that's what everything has. Yeah, but like influencer bay is also like everybody's an influencer. Everybody calls themselves an influencer. But not everybody calls themselves influencer bay. Huh, fair enough. It's unique. It's okay. different. That's fair. That's my Wi-Fi password. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> You put your Wi-Fi password for me. That's my Wi-Fi. Yeah. My Wi-Fi, yeah. So, yeah, I could do influence. But, like, I don't want to change my um name on Instagram to Influence or, like, TikTok. I like, you know... I feel it's, like, it's Sally. It's Sally on Instagram now. It's Salmat, yeah. Salmat, oh. But like my podcast is RBS, which was Sally. Okay, which be Sally. Yeah, just... and TikTok is still Salmat. Oh, you 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 you, you need to consolidate everything though. I know, I know, I know. You, you can't be having different different names. It's like Coca Cola is calling herself Coke, Coca Cola, Coca Cola, no, Niabi, whatever it is. Yeah. But it doesn't make it. It's it's better if you consolidate it's everything. It's better if you everything. What yeah. now? You're actually acting shy. Me? Yeah. No, you said when you when I was organic. I'm not used to being. No, I'll get used to it. This podcast. My first ever time being on camera. Okay. Actually, I appreciate that. Thank you. Mm. Okay. We still have a guest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, Bob. Hi, guys. Um, Welcome back to RBS. We're still debating the name, like we just finished discussing. But today I have my friend here. I actually came for Afrotech. You know, I actually want to hear about your Afrotech experience because... Did you come for like a you know there's been a controversy on like TikTok like the whole week, right? Yeah. Where they are saying that this was just for vibes and companies did not come to hire, they didn't do coding. Well, some companies actually came to hire. I went to the expo. Mm-hmm. Not that I went to look for a job. I just went to see. I was walking around. But the whole theme or the whole idea around Afrotech, I don't know, they need to probably need to be very clear as to what they want. Most people actually came for some people came for for, uh, for fun. Mm-hmm. Some people came for looking for a job. I have some. I have a guy that came for to look for a job, and he was angry. And we told him, "If you're coming to look for a job, it's not Afrotech. You come. Everybody at Afrotech is ready to shake their ass and just go like, <laughs> the funny thing is that this week is Shep. You know Shep, right? Shep, yeah. So a lot of people. Shep is going on right now. People, you know, forfeited going to Shep, where you actually people came here, job came here to, to Afrotech. Came to Afrotech to have fun. To have fun, I'm telling and I, you. And I, I would, I would lie to you. 
one they had because really yeah well i've not slept i slept for the first time yesterday night proper sleep i've been what, out and about what was like so on when it said on wednesday right i think it said on tuesday on wednesday yeah because i came in on thursday yeah wednesday. what were the things that actually happened through afrotech um like what did you you what, what did, did i gain uh-huh. ah i would say zero nothing <laughs> So I just came for it. I tried to find. So well, the first day I came, I looked at like the list of all the things they have, like yeah. the list of courses or uh, lectures they had. There wasn't anyone that spoke to me. Uh, that I wanted, I was eager to go and look at. Right. So I just dipped with my friend, went to go and eat Amala. <laughs> <laughs> and then from there, we all decided that the best thing to do was to make the best of the experience was to just go party. And there was so much party. There was so much to do. It was so packed outside. It was so packed. It was fun. I mean, Austin. Ah, I might move to Austin. The nightlife here is actually very good. Really? Compared to Seattle, we all do the same thing every time. Everybody goes to the same place in Seattle. To be the same thing. If you move here too, it's actually going to become the same thing. Whereas, like, it's you know, it's like maybe maybe, maybe because it was because of um the Afrotech guys. Right. There was a lot of people. A lot of, and people were open, people were nice. Yeah. Talk to people, people were just willing to talk. And people want to know where you're from. So I guess that's because of the Afrotech effect. Right, right, right. Uh, better than Seattle. For nightlife. I don't know about any other thing, but for nightlife, yeah. Yeah. Do you get flashbacks from Afrotech going to like conferences when you first came to America? Uh, see. <laughs> for the first time in my life, I was interviewing the interviewer. <laughs> I was like, what do you, what, do you, like, what can I, like, what kind of opportunities do you have? And the lady was busy, like, so it felt, it felt, I won't say it felt good, but it felt, like, it felt empowering being on the other side. Mm. Like, being able to not be desperate. Right. It's like they could smell the desperation from me before. Ah, 2018, 2019. I stopped going to conferences in 2019. I just told myself I wasn't doing that anymore. But, like, it was, it felt good being able to just, go to talk to people yep. and not want anything from them, just getting to know them and getting to know what they're what offering. They're doing, right? And and that allows the person to actually share more mm-hmm. and want to follow up with you. Because uh, yeah, 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 I had one recruiter from Google, just chilling, just talking to her. And just regular banters, we're just yearning, no interest. No pressure, yeah. No pressure, nothing, nothing. And we just had a good time talking. And she was like, if you ever need to get a job at Google, this is my destiny. Reach out to me. Looking out for you. And that was it. Right. So it felt good, but I was I was just there for like two minutes. Amala was calling me, so I had to go to Amala. Palatib. Ah, Palatib Amala. Recession has gotten to it. Amala <laughs> 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 used to be plenty before now. Recession. It's already ridiculous. Have you tried Amala in Houston? You know Amala. No, no, I've not tried Amala. Like dedicated Amala. Amala sports. Right. Not, I've not. Wait, they actually have like those big. They even do like kitchen for like. Where does it Where does it Is it southwest? No, it's close to southwest, but like it's in that southern part of the Senate area. Yeah. Oh, no, I've not. I've not. Yeah. No. Ah. Uh, Amala Palate used to be like the best Amala. But every time I lost it. How did I even find out? I came for a wedding. Oh. 
I came for a wedding and after the wedding, all the boys now we just moved. Uh, we said we're looking for Nigerian food, not knowing that all of us we didn't plan it. Mm-hmm. And the only Nigerian food that came up on Google was palatable. palatable. We just went there and the first thing we saw on the menu was Amala. So we all decided let's just try the Amala. Huh. Yeah. And we said, they have like was it Tino around that they had? Everything. They? Everything. Um, your bear. You know, Foker told me that they have uh South I didn't know that there was Southwestern in, in Austin, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we need something like that in Russia. We never plan Tisha, but we need something like that in Seattle. We don't have anything in Seattle. I feel like if we have that, people from Portland and Vancouver will be coming down to, to buy. Seattle to come to buy. I'm actually very, very surprised that we don't have like an African, like dedicated African store. Like we, we do. do. We do. I think the Guineans and some other like West African folks mm-hmm. do have, but it's not like big like the way you sit in Houston. In Houston, okay. But like we don't have any Nigerian restaurant though, except for that one on Uber Eats. Past the Jollof. Uh, yeah. Past the Jollof is doing, it's, it's new. I mean, mm-hmm. it's new. I think, I think, I I think the person that has it is planning to actually expand. Expand. But it's still new. It, they'll start from somewhere. Right. But like, well, I went to one place in Portland. I don't know if I told you. No. It's, I don't know why it's called Acadia or something, but like the was, uh, African restaurant. African, the food was good. So you know the thing, you know the theory is that if you go to an African restaurant or you go to a restaurant yeah. that you see white people eating there, uh-huh. it's not really good. Is but this one, I saw white people eating there and the food was really good. Did they have Ghanaian food or just Nigerian? I, I wouldn't say they tailored it like um this like Nigerian or Ghanaian. It was like West African food. I think the owner is a Gambian, but don't quote me. <laughs> she might be a Gambian lady, but. The food was really good. That's food what was good. It was, it was, let's just say it was West African food. It was really good. The jollofers was banging. That a dedicated Nigerian restaurant in Seattle is going to work for Seattle because people keep moving. Like if if you had like a sit down restaurant, people move a lot outside of Seattle. Like after one year, two years, people they're already out of they're Seattle. already out of Seattle, right? Um, but at least people are still coming in. The way the people are, the people are coming in. <laughs> so we just need a place to just go to and just chill and, and just eat. No, not. No DJ playing, just probably regular music and people are just eating and just chilling. People are just having a good time. But let me tell you something. Nigerians are bad at business. Oh. Nigerians are very bad at business. You don't think, especially restaurant business, I just think Nigerians are bad at business, especially like customer service and like quality of time. And you know people always say restaurant business is like not sustainable. You now mix Nigerians and restaurant business. My theory is... My, I was reading, I think, I can't remember, there's this rabbi, he's a Jewish guy. Mm-hmm. I was reading, my theory is, is Nigerians go into business, or people go into business to survive. Fair. The Jewish people go into business to hand it down to the next generation. Uh-huh. So they're not thinking about it in a, from a long-term perspective. They're thinking about it, okay, we've lost our job, or oh, we're in America, what is the next skill that we have? Okay, we can cook food, let's start cooking food, and then serve the food. They're not thinking that, okay, in 2030, mm-hmm. how many restaurants do we need to open? In 2035, how many franchises do we have? But that's the Jewish people build a restaurant and then they hand it down to the next generation. And the next generation does something as nice with it. And then they hand it down to the next generation and then it spreads and it gets bigger than that. That's my theory with African businesses. I'm saying Nigerian businesses, mm-hmm. African businesses in general. So that's, I might be wrong, Shia, but I was, when I was reading, I was reading that guy's book. I was like, oh, most times we don't think about the next generation. When we We're like, back. okay, we just need to survive this mm-hmm. and just move on to the next phase. Right. Just trying to survive. But those guys are thinking, okay, the next generation, next generation, next generation. Right. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. 
Okay, so we'll get started on the podcast itself now. Okie dokie. Oh, that was a long intro. Oh, really? That was the intro. That was like 10 minutes of intro. I was shy at first. I think I <laughs> You've loosened up now. Yeah, I've loosened up a bit. I like that. Okay. So, do you want to do, like, I don't think you need to do an introduction because as we go, you know, you talk about yourself yeah, yeah. and you come up. But, like, this is one of our rich uncles uh, um, from Seattle. Steve, right? Yeah. <sighs> I should have learned how to do computer coding because you guys make a lot of money. Before I moved to tech, and I used to Google like uh, uh, tech money. I used to be like, people are making a lot of money. Money making a lot the of money. Program manager, I said, oh. Making a lot of money is relative. Is it? Yeah, it's relative. Some people are making money. Is it? We were learning work. Some people are making a lot of money out there. So to start with, we'll talk about like Nigeria. Mm-hmm. You went to, did you go to undergrad in Nigeria? Yeah, I did. I went to Unilag. You went to Unilag? Yeah. Why did I, did I know that? Do I know your classmates from Unilag? Do you know people to, do you, you know them, Harry? I don't know who. Uh, Ebojo. No, no, no. Really? You know Babalala? Babalala who? Kamalafe. I know, I know about him. I think he's married to one of my friends. Kofo? Kofo. Yeah, yeah, he's married to Kofo. Austin. He moved to Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard about him. So, I don't have him getting about him. Maybe through Kofo, Kofo's post and stuff. But I've heard about him before. I think he was in Austin. It was when I was, was going in Seattle through, too. When I was going through my subsea phase. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you like subsea? See, I think I. Did you study in like? I studied electrical and computer engineering. Oh, subsea engineering. The subsea engineering is not strictly petroleum engineering. You know okay, that. Yeah. It's a bit of electrical engineering in it. I think I was just looking for what to do in my life. Oh. So, anything to about to go Okay, you know what? That's actually good because after Unilag, right, yeah. what was it that you wanted to do? Uh, so, after Unilag, I started, I started, I said, I said, I think I started, I tried starting up two startups. I started. In Nigeria? Yeah, in Nigeria with two of my friends, uh, two of my classmates. The day we actually graduated from school, yeah. I started working on it. Damn. Like, like, literally, we were, we were just walking to go and eat, and we're like, oh, bro, what's what are we going to do with our life? <laughs> we're like, one of us could code. The other guy, me and the other guy, we're just, like, we're just floating. We just, we had an idea. <laughs> we just, so we went to his house. I think we did, like, a one-week camp in this guy's house. We needed to come up with ideas, so we started working on ideas, and then, bam, 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 we came up with something, built a prototype, went to, I think, went to MTN or something. Went to go and pitch it. Wait, what was this company about? I think it was like a waste. Um, so back then it was like a waste management company. So. Oh my god, my battery temperature is too high. Timothy one is on. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay, so it's this waste management company. So back then, um, there was only one lady that was doing recycling in Nigeria. Right. So, I read about this woman here, and me. Shishing. Oh, my head. So every time I'm driving or in the bus. I just be looking at debt bottles oh. on the floor. I'm like, bro, that's a lot of money. Like, you, if we can actually build a business to clean up Lagos, right. and then there was this team in Lagos where Lagos started this recycling company. Ah, we bust ahead now. Lagos started this recycling company, and there was this team in Lagos where um, there was a team about clean up Lagos, make Lagos right. clean. Right. So we, so I had this idea when we were brainstorming. 
I also was going through this phase where I was actually trying to get into McKinsey and Company. Uh-huh. So I was going to this business. Electrical engineering to McKinsey. To McKinsey. I already, I already did. I already did something like a campaign with Unilever. Mm-hmm. So I was riding off that high. high of okay, if I can do this for, for Unilever. Yeah. And this is the amount of money I, I made from just this small thing I did from Unilever. I can take it to McKinsey. I can become like professional consultant. Um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I failed the interview. What? <laughs> do, you, do you want me to bust your head? What? When I went to interview for Goldman Sachs, uh, and they asked me on the final round, why do you want to join us? Because I was petroleum. Uh, didn't know anything about like that industry. Yeah. I said, what is it? I said, for the money. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Let me tell you one funny interview. I think I had this interview in Unilag. And Bank of America came to do, they came to recruit students from Unilag now. And then the interview was going what I to me I think it was going over. And then I asked me about um I should estimate the number of computers oh. that everyone that is in the University of Lagos. And I was like like they're like how many number what's the number of computers that in the in University of Lagos? I looked at the guy, I was like, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> I was saying, you know, do you, does it mean student computer or like just like they're just like computers generally in on, on campus so i could have started so, so it was so that was before the mckinsey interview right if i'd actually done the mckinsey interview i'd have actually known to answer the goldman um, the bank of america interview i'd have known that i have to first give an assumption assumption right and then, ask for like ask more ask all um, for follow-up questions like Okay, do you mean just student laptops or do you mean like general laptops? No, now drill down. I was like, bro, I'm like, uh, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> this one is already fine. Okay. <laughs> do they know that our education system in Nigeria, Bank of America coming to hire in Nigeria, that's... No, they've wow. actually done. They, they hired one of my classmates and I think one of my other classmates went to Goldman also too. So people were moving, but I mean, I, I maybe I wasn't taking it serious or something. Well, I just I was like, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> it was very funny. Oh, yeah. Then, then you said the waste company in Nigeria. Oh yeah. So we we did that. So we went. We were like in the house for like one week or so. Um. So one of us, I think, he's in Belgium now. He's a software engineer in Belgium. It was very good in Android. It was my also my roommates too. Yeah. So every, this guy wasn't going to class. All he was just doing was just coding. So he built the prototype. Me and the other guy, we came up with like um, a business plan. Business plan mm-hmm. We did, I think we did a survey. I don't know if we did a survey or maybe we lied that we did a survey. Everything, we're just bullshitting our way through life. Um, it was the hardest thing I've actually done, I won't lie. Really? Yeah, it's harder than actually being a software engineer. Running a business is hard. Oh, I know. No, no, no. Like, no you know, I think running a business in Nigeria is easier than actually starting the business. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because okay. you have to have, you have to have um like, you have to show that people are actually willing to actually listen to you, buy your product, buy product. or anything. So we went to MTN. We carried, I don't know what that was. We went to MTN, we pitched it. Then there was this new, um, is it tutorial or something mm-hmm. that was actually raining one time. Tutor, you can get tutors online. They they got the grant that we're trying to get. That's how you ended. So, no, so like I said, we ended it in first day. We tried to move move on not even cut your quota garden to your size you went to MTN immediately because they they had a grant for like young startups yeah oh, 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 oh. but then the yeah. state government built exactly the same thing that we're building because what we're doing is like we're gamifying it so right. based on for every this thing you give to us the trash we want people to bring trash to us 
and we sell the trash to the recyclers, yeah. then we're not going to pay you. Right. Even as trash, but we you can get what's for every trash you give, you can convert it into like a currency or a token or something. Just and then from that from our this thing from our app, you can actually purchase stuff online <laughs> and stuff. So that's we're trying to like so I don't even give an OT. Then I take down. So so that was I'm writing it down now. So that was what we're trying to do. Um so we we had everything, the prototype, we pitched it, but then the Lagos State government actually did exactly the same thing. And then licensing was... Did they copy from you guys? I don't know. <laughs> Did you guys give them your business plan? You know, people be doing that if you... Like, bigger companies can steal from your ideas from you. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I, let me not say Let me not say what I don't know. Yeah. But I shall know that they did exactly the same thing that we did. Yeah. And then... Fashola. I don't know who the government was. It somebody. It was... It was actually, probably Fashola. I was, this was 2016, That's 17 or so. Yeah. That's so they did ex- they did something like that and decided their own recycling. And they were doing, I guess they were doing a good job. So we moved on. What stage then did you decide to come to America? What was the turning point? I think I went, I went through, after that phase, um, I went, I started working for Microsoft. In Nigeria? Yeah. From Nigeria? Yeah. Please. Yeah. They had this, um, forgotten what the program is. It's like an internship or something. I was doing youth service and... Uh... <laughs> we never showed up. But when I was at Microsoft. Then... But I left Microsoft because of the traffic. Uh, and I went to... Wait, the whole time? I grew up in Lagos. I grew up in Lagos. Born, grew up in Lagos. On the mainland. So I moved. I I got to this thing. Um, I started, I went to one company, I joined one company, it's called Venture Garden Group. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of companies under them. So they, it was, a reason why I actually liked that company was, it was like a big company, but had like a startup feel. Right. So there I was like, more like a, I don't even know what I was saying. I don't even know what I was, a program manager, or a project manager, or operations manager, or software engineer. Something I just did everything. Interview for, you just... So they had this um management trainee program. Oh, okay. so I joined that program and uh and that's how I went. So it so I think the idea of the program is you're supposed to touch every part of the company. Oh yeah, yeah. you do that a lot in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started off with from the from, as a business analyst at first. That one I was I was setting what I was doing. All I was doing was slides, writing documents, pitching and stuff. Then I moved on to join one team called GSV. Mm. And we're working on the social programs. I don't know if you heard about it, Jeep. No. Government enterprise, this thing. I mean, you guys can Google it. I don't want to go into that So we we built like the technology that Jeep yeah. bridges on. So basically, the backbone mm-hmm. of the technology. So government want to disburse money to low income earners, like artisans, businessmen, the market women on the streets of Lagos. Right. So we had to build the technology that government will use to disburse money to those people and government used to collect money back from them. So that whole infrastructure was built by us from the beginning to the end. Yeah. So it was fun. It was fun. I learned a lot. It was very challenging. I also learned a lot there. But other than that, but then I got, I started working with guys from America and I started to respect that these guys were getting there. I was like, Nigerian guys are like just normal Americans. Like, Ameri- so long as Americans, Nigerians are there from America, most of them, that was, I think there was a phase where most of them were moving back to Nigeria. Oh. And you just, the person who just graduated from secondary school, university is coming there and because he can speak with a foreign accent, right. was getting a role above me. Fair. Guys that are ahead of me, when they talk, they don't get the same value or respect right. than these guys have just because 
I'd, maybe they feel like they sounded better. You know, Nigerian they ex- expatriates. They feel they respect foreign things better than what they had. Fair. So I was like, okay, let me go try this stuff. And I didn't want to do engineering. I wanted to do um, business. I wanted to go to business school. Yeah. Yes, but I said, let me try. Engineering felt very easy because I hated electrical and computer engineering. I did electrical electronics in uni. Like I hated it. Why did you not do it if you hated it? No, I thought I liked it now until no. I got into it. Maybe it wasn't it wasn't a reflection of the it was the school and the teachers were not really good. But when I came to America I enjoyed it. Okay. So that's the difference. So I did that. I came to America and I So you still did electrical in in America? I did electrical and computer engineering in America. Where? University of Oklahoma. You know what the funny thing is? What? I was supposed to go to University of Oklahoma yeah, for petroleum engineering. Oh yeah, it's big on petroleum and engineering. My dad was like, God forbid. Why? He was like Oklahoma sounds like a place that is racist. <laughs> Uh, funny enough, it's not actually. Really? They're the nicest people. Really? Yeah, very nice. How did you find the school? Why did you decide? Like, I would think you. Uh, it's it's money. It's, it's money. I didn't even think about Houston. I think I applied to, I applied to two schools. I applied most of the schools I wanted to go to were in the UK. Yeah. But uh, NDDC scholarship. You know, you see the video of that guy that uh, that almost died, that fainted during inquiry. No. I was pretending that they wanted to give him uh, resuscitate him. That he got angry. That why they trying to? They brought him for the Senate invited him. So basically, they embezzled our scholarship money. Oh. Yeah, so that's just this thing. So I decided to go to America. Would you actually have gone to the UK? Because did you not realize that? Wait. So was the plan that you would go back to Nigeria after? Yes. Uh, so I was, so I, was, I, was living, I was living I was living a very comfortable life. In Nigeria. Uh, okay. I was I was I was okay. Right, right, right. I was okay, so I wasn't. I, I wasn't really that pressed to come pressed. to America. Okay, so America was just like, okay, let me go and try this stuff. Ah, okay. Yeah. So I came. I did Oklahoma, but Oklahoma, Oklahoma is nice though. Did they give you a scholarship in Oklahoma? Yeah, I got a scholarship. Yeah. Like full thing. Um. So it's not really like a scholarship, scholarship like that. It's it's it's, it's graduate assistantship. Right. Oh. So you get tuition waiver. Oh, what? Only thing yeah, you get full tuition waiver. The only thing you're paying is just fees. Yeah, I think Oklahoma is one of the only states you pay fees. Other schools you don't pay anything. Interesting. Yeah, so what about like um accommodation and everything? No, no. As a graduate student, you have to sort out your accommodation. But they're not paying you on top. But see, your your the amount of stipends you earn is enough for you to live comfortably. Well, it's not like now now that recession I inflation. <laughs> Back there, I can I can live on like at least one fifty two hundred dollars carry me for like the month. Uh, yeah, so it's not really that very expensive place. It's very easy. So it's just now that things are just expensive. It don't make sense anymore. Interesting. The only thing that Oklahoma was giving very much just wasn't given. Nah, it depends. And again, I was staying in the school school community. Right. So everyone there is connected to the school. I wouldn't say Oklahoma. They're very nice people. Like. Seattle is where I went to that people don't smile. Really? Ah, uh, bro. Okay. No, no, people bro. smile in Seattle. So, compared, compared to Oklahoma, I don't know you. I can be walking on the street. If we cross eyes together, I'll smile at you. Really? Even though I know I'm not, I'm not smiling. People feel, felt, it felt welcoming when I was in Oklahoma. Really? Yeah. People hold the door for you to pass through the door. It was like cultural shock to me. Seattle, you know, because I maybe I guess because there are too many homeless people, but nobody actually smiles at you. Right. I'm talking about just the general Seattle, not like the community, our community city, right, like right. outside our community. Like you're just walking on the street, and people just look at you and just nod or smile at you. Nobody does that in Seattle. People have just that's why they say this. I think that's why. Oh, that's where it came from. Now. 
from down south, if you're working on the streets, people smile at you. Black, white. Hospitality. Yeah, people smile at you. But then the general concession is that the south is racist. But I don't see how the south... There are some racist people in the south, but I don't think that should be... That's the, like yeah. a con- general consensus that makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You've only stayed in Seattle and Houston. Um, Oklahoma and Seattle. Like leave? Leave, yeah. Yeah, Oklahoma and Seattle. Uh, yeah, that's so, what you've been you've been hammering and wanting to move to Austin. Yeah, I mean Austin. Would you ever move back to Oklahoma though? Never. <laughs> <laughs> it was quick. No, no, no. So it, before, if you had asked me, so I went to Oklahoma recently to move my stuff from my apartment to move my things, and so when I was in Oklahoma, I felt like I was in the best part of the world. Really? I don't want to. Yeah, because it was peaceful, it was quiet, it was nice. I could take a walk, mm-hmm. I could do anything I want to do. Then when I left and I came back, everywhere just felt empty. Oh, I'm already used to like the city life, city life, oh. and like seeing people. Although I like the quietness of um, Oklahoma, but I think I can get the same effect in 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 Seattle. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. Just go to maybe. Seattle, Seattle is no even downtown Seattle except from the homeless people. Seattle is like a big city, but with a small city vibe. Like uh, it's not like New York. Like it's busy. It's not getting busy. busy. It's, it's like a very good city, but like not the business of like Lagos or Jail. yeah, yeah. Like it has a good balance. Good balance. Like you can get the big city vibe and you can get the small. City. The only problem we have is just the homelessness and the fentanyl and the you know, everybody's yeah. high on the streets. That was one of my biggest issues. That's why you left. Really? Oh, really? The house was one of the things, but like, yeah. if I would have stayed and I stayed downtown, just not being able to walk anywhere at night. You oh, know? really? Not even just at night. Sometimes you'd be walking during that, somebody would be yelling at you. Yeah. And I just, it used to say. I had us to ship them from Bellevue. <laughs> really? Is <laughs> that the guys in Bellevue, they bought the bus, they just put them inside and bring them and drop them and tot and pike, tot and pike. You know, the funny thing, I never actually saw, I never really went to Bellevue, Sha, but like, mm-hmm. I really saw them. Even they're not in, they were not really in Bellevue or Redmond. They're all in. That's Yatu. why they bring them to Seattle. Interesting. That's very weird. You had the biggest cultural shock when you went from Oklahoma to Seattle. Mm-hmm. But like, what was a big cultural shock from Lagos to Oklahoma? Lagos to Oklahoma. Okay. The big cultural shock. Hmm. Um, I think the fact that people were just willing to share unnecessary information with you. In America. Yeah. <laughs> you know how you say, you come to, you say, Guy Alpha, yeah. how you doing now? You, I would just expect you to just, I say, hey, good morning, how you doing? I would expect you to just say, I'm fine. I'm fine. And just we just keep it moving. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying it just because I just it's a thing I'm just supposed to do, just to show that I care. Well, these guys, you tell them my cat died. And I'm about to move. My cat died yesterday. My husband. I have three children. I'm like, bro, I don't care about this information. But then you have to be yes. like polite and then listen. So that was a big culture shock. I'm like in my head because when people are talking to me, I'm also talking to myself. In my head, I'm like, why? Why are you talking to me? <laughs> so, yeah, people tend to people look into your eyes when they're talking. That that was always threw me off. I'm like, because you know in Nigeria, the only time people look into you is you have committed something that, or your parents is giving you a stern warning. So when people look into my eyes, I'm like, what's going on here? And but those were like the big culture shock. But other than that, I enjoyed every every day, every time in Oklahoma. It was nice. I feel like that's the best place you should start in America. In Oklahoma? Yeah, it's cheap. Oh yeah, yeah. It's cheap. Get good quality of it. But like, if you want to get like a full experience, like meet people. Yeah. I still say Oklahoma's had a little bit of segregation. Like the white kids used to anger with themselves. The Africans, 
and the black folks and the Asians they, they, and the Hispanic. I think the most people that were most, I would say, open, mm-hmm. I would say were the Hispanic oh, folks. They were, they were open. They, I never had issues with them. I've always, since I've been in America, I've always loved those. Like, I wouldn't say I don't like them. I'm just saying the, the community is welcoming, very open, very nice. Thanksgiving, they invite me for Thanksgiving. They're really nice people. And I never felt, like, I never felt different around them. Around Hispanic, Hispanic people. My friend Dipo says this exact same thing. Yeah, I've never felt different. His friends have been invited him home for Thanksgiving in Oklahoma. Yeah, I've never felt different. And even when I went to Mexico, I felt the same thing. Yeah. The, I feel like it's, their, their culture is kind of similar to African culture. Right. Open and welcoming. Welcoming. Yeah, that's it. They were the only culture that I actually said, okay, yeah, these people kind of very I close. Even Oklahoma, like, really good rare. No, I'm saying Oklahoma is nice, too, but if you leave and come back. Do you know like that? <laughs> You'll be like, okay, let's say, let's but do that. Like Nigerian restaurant, Nigerian food there compared to like Seattle. I would say, I would say we had abundance, not abundance, but compared to Seattle, we only have, yeah, I would say better than Seattle. Really? So we're not far from Dallas now. Oh, we're like, like two true. hours or one hour, like just down the road from Dallas. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. It changes a lot of, yeah, so, and then we had African restaurants, we had, um, I think we had just one or two. We're not too far from, but like it, it's not hard for you okay. to get food, yeah. For yeah, 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 and that then means that because you're not far from Dallas, you're not far from Houston, the South. Yeah. There were there was a good Nigerian community there. The reason most of the Nigerians, so there's a, this part called Edmonds. Mm-hmm. Most of the Nigerians in Oklahoma were usually doctors mm-hmm. or nurses, and all of them went to the rich side. They live in the rich side of um, it's called Edmonds. Yeah. So that's where most of them live. So the community I was with were students' community. Oh. So I didn't get to mingle like that. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, visa interview. You told mm. them that you were going back to Nigeria. No, did I? You asked them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I see now, but they, they, yeah. them, they understand now. They understand. It's like you, so now it's like you're not going back or like like 10 years, 20 years, that type thing. When I, when I first came to America, mm-hmm. I wanted to move back to to Nigeria at some point in time. But at this point in time, I think I'll move to Portugal. <laughs> Why Portugal? I don't know. I just I feel like it's warm. Oh. It's the only stable country in the world, I feel. Portugal? And it has the same temperature as Lagos. So Really? Yeah. So, so you're not moving back to Nigeria again. I can visit Nigeria. That's not the question. When I died you should bury me in Lagos. Oh. <laughs> But living in Nigeria, I don't know. It, something has to change, though. What switched? What What was that switch that you were like, "Yeah, I'm not going back. I'm not moving back. Just everything." Or I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not moving back. I'm just saying at this point in time, I don't see that in my future. Right. Like maybe next year something might happen, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'd rather go back." I'm, it's not like I'm closing that door. I'm... Your company pays you like double what you're currently making, but you have to move back to Nigeria. In US dollars. Uh... See, yes. I will go. Really? No, not even double. Just pay me in USD. Uh-huh. Below with or based on what I'm earning right now. Right. I'll definitely go. Bro, you you live big. I I have a I'm struggling to I'll have I'll have gates, man. I have two maids. Yeah, one of those people. Chef. One of those people. I live in a nice area. Uh-uh. You live. There's nothing like ah no. You won't like you're not concerned about. There's no like like. So so I used to tell people this. Nigeria, there are two econ. There are two two this in Nigeria. There's one that people know and one that people don't know. Mm. There are some areas I've been to in Nigeria. They've never taken their light. Mm. 
Whoa. There are some areas I've been to, they, they don't they don't know what is... I can't imagine them taking out of the last light shower. Exactly, imagine. Got... Exactly. See, there are some areas, so economy is different. You want to tell me they're taking lights in body long? So let's be like, so Nigeria is different. There's different Nigeria. There's the rich Nigeria and there's the poor Nigeria. And if I'm coming from America and you're paying me, obviously, obviously, I might not be in rich, rich Nigeria. I might be just, I just tap my light pole, tap it to the outside. Yeah, I'd be comfortable a bit. Yeah, better than what I am in Nigeria and America, though. Do you know, I kind of feel not bad, but I kind of look at you differently, like you're spoiled because. So it was when we came to America, we suffered. But to hear that you just did graduate program and like, you know, so like you, you so suffered. I don't understand. What do you call suffer? Listen, when we when when well, not necessarily suffer, but I guess looking for a job initially. I suffered for that one. Didn't suffer anything. No, no, actually so I did so it's good. I had I had like friends that were actually going through. So I had a friend that went to University of Oklahoma. Yeah. And I think she, um, she had graduate assistantship. She was doing a PhD or ma- or masters or something like that. She, I think she's she's in Austin. Yeah, she's doing PhD or so. Nice. Um, so I spoke to her about it, and then I didn't know about this graduate assistantship stuff. So she told me to also for that. So I did most of my hustling in Nigeria before mm-hmm. leaving to America. I actually got my assistantship the day I was leaving, the night I was leaving. Yeah. Yeah. So I did most of the hustling in Nigeria before uh, I America. I always tell people that like close mouths like don't get fed. Like you have to ask people questions. Yeah, you have to ask questions, yeah. Imagine if I knew that that would have been such like it would make it would make life easier. Yeah, it even make you happy make a decision on the type of school you want to go to. Right. So you you, you just need to just decide on what you want. If your parents have money. And I'll say, go to a school, I'll get you a job afterwards. Mm-hmm. If you don't have money, go to a school, they'll give you stipends. Mm-hmm. And then you also for a job afterwards. Fair. Yeah, so it's just the trade off. Did good companies just come to Oklahoma for like a refer? They come, but they only come and pick citizens. US citizens and permanent residents. Oh they, my God. I think that was a big issue when we were in Oklahoma. The school, so the school was amazing. All conferences we went to, the school pay for it. They'll fly us, put us in a hotel. Everything is handled by the school. Interesting. Yeah, we never like we, we never struggled to get anything. The school there was enough funding for us, but when but their career fair was just strictly for, for US citizens. citizens. Yeah. Everywhere. Did you join NSP, SWE, all of those? I did everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> we work out, we work out, but ah, no more. We oh work out. No, 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 no. Nesby. First day I landed, I went to Nesby. First couple of months. I think I came August, then in November, also went to Nesby National Conference. National or regional? Oh, there was a national day, yeah. then they changed it to March or April. I went to the national one. I think we're in the same region since you went to Houston, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Went to one. The first national one was in Detroit. Oh, yes, I remember the Detroit one. I was at that Detroit one. Then, then they did a regional one in Dallas. Yes. So I went for those two. Oh I'm, my god. I've gone. I even went to I went to Shep too. I never went for Shep. I went to Shep, the Shep in um in um California, Orange County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That was the last one. That was the last time. That was you said. Last one never went. I didn't do that again. There was one next week that all me and all my classmates went to. The one that the Morella got a job from. Jonathan, I went 
all the companies on my list. No, like I only probably had one interview. Meanwhile, my classmates were getting offer on the spot. Are you serious? Cummins now because people Cummins was very nice. Right. And they studied like electrical backing. So they were good with Cummins mechanical. I was petroleum. Even the oil companies were finding it difficult to they were not really recruiting international students right. back then. Oil companies don't even file. They don't file. No, 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 no. They don't they don't take if you're not a US citizen, I promise take you. And they used to come to Oklahoma to take international. I think that I, I had some friends that moved to Slum BJ. Really? Yeah. But I don't know about Exxon, but I know Slum BJ is the problem. BJ, you know what? I take it back because I did work for Slum BJ for okay. a year and a half. Okay. Although I worked offshore. Mm-hmm. But like my recruiter later told me that if they knew that I was not a US citizen or permanent resident, because I feel that I was a US person. <laughs> 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 You, question. you say, am I a U.S. person or am I not a U.S. person? You say, yes. you, am I not a U.S. person? Yeah, you are, you are more U.S. than most U.S. people. It's always feel that I was a U.S. person. Do you know, that period there, I, I applied to like 250, I've almost more than 250 companies. Uh, so there are some companies that as I'm sending, send. Yes, I'm sending rejection. So did you even read the application? I so I don't think I think they have like filters. They used to filter people away. So what was your first job out of school then? In Oklahoma. Yeah. From Oklahoma. Like after graduation. After graduation. Okay. Um. What's Amazon? Really? Yeah. But was, so I think so. Like I came 2018. I tried to. I hustled, also also for internship. I didn't get. I decided. So I met someone at Chip. Yeah. I've forgotten his name, but it was the guy that designed Oculus. He's a Nigerian guy. Interesting. Was like the engineering manager for is the director. Oh, it's, been long, it's been long I spoke to him. What was he's a young guy? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the one that gave me the OT that I should stop interviewing. Mm-hmm. I should go focus on getting good. Mm-hmm. Um I should own a skill. And once I own that skill, then it's very it's going to be very easy for me to actually um get, get a job. And once I get one job, it shows that okay, this company has actually guaranteed that this person is good. Then every other company would. And it was like, the moment you get the job, just don't worry. Your link, you'll not be coming to this conference. Your LinkedIn will be filled up oh. with people actually looking for you. And he wasn't lying. Just So, right. 2019, I went to London. I went, first day I dropped my bag. I went home. As soon as I dropped my bag, I went to the library, registered to be in the library. So I just started coding from there, day in, day out. Practice, practice, build stuff. Lead code? No, not necessarily lead code. I did lead code, yeah. But like, like I needed to understand Python, okay, Java. Like I needed to pick up a language. I picked up a particular language. I understood it like back to back. Mm-hmm. I understood underneath. So I went. I even went. I think I did too much. I even went underneath Python. Understand what like, like what helps Python run. Right. So I tried to understand what was under the hood of Python. I understood. I took a class in Princeton. Interesting. For algorithms, so I did that too. Yeah, it was. Did you actually enjoy all of these things, or you felt like it was a survival like skill. So funny enough, in that moment, I don't think I was thinking about anything. But now I look back, I miss those days. It's like, I like, it's like you had ambition. You're working towards something. Like I felt like I had a purpose in life. <laughs> so funny. Now, now just, just give me money. Yeah, yeah. So back then it was fun. So I'll just go. Uh, then I did that like twenty twenty something. Then I then do you know the funny thing? Our life is very sad. I was very good at lit code and all those stuff. Yeah. All my friends were not, they were not, I won't say they were not really good. They were not, no, okay, the guys in Oklahoma, they were not good. Um, and that, that's not me trying to throw shit at them. It's understandable. Everybody was trying to survive. So I would do their coding interviews for them. 
Yeah. I'll do like the lead code for them. They will get job. I will not get job. Oh. <laughs> so I did one for somebody and the person helped me to get into Goldman Sachs. And that was I, ex- as I exploded. Goldman Sachs for like internship or? Uh, yeah, I did Goldman Sachs for internship. I got a full-time offer but I turned it down. Um, so thing at Goldman Sachs. That's interesting because during that time, it was during COVID. They didn't really, we, didn't, we were supposed to do like a three-month inter- internship, but we turned it in, they turned it into like a one-month internship. There was no like specific. Do you remember actually, do you remember what, the f- in Goldman Sachs, mm-hmm. do you remember what the first thing you used your money to buy was? Nothing. Why? You do be saving a day. I was in Oklahoma, what am I buying? You don't like designer things now. No, you look at me, do I look like you were designer <laughs> I'm not. I'm not really like a very. I don't buy expensive things. If it's food, yeah, I oh. spend money, most of my money on food. I don't. I'm not really crazy about clothes or shoes or anything. That is very like I always. I'm always so interested in asking people what their first. My first paycheck. Yeah, because you mean ninja, you have to give your parents your first paycheck. No, nah, I didn't give my parents my first paycheck. Right. Let me see. What did I buy? I think I bought. I bought TSMC stocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, semiconductors. Yeah, yeah, I bought SMC stock. I have a friend. He's big on semiconductors, and I did semiconductors in school. And TSMC felt like a monopoly. So I was like, what AMD when it was like four dollars? I cash out. Eh, I sold it before. We like two dollars. I said, why is this thing not going up? No, no. So I bought. I bought. I think I bought stocks, but for the most part, I just saved my money. And I was that was the first time I was making small change. Money, yeah. So I wanted to accumulate. Yeah, that's as, yeah. And I was still in school, so yeah. But I think I bought stock. That's when people were going into this craze of buying. <laughs> it is going to the moon. <laughs> Everything now account is red. <laughs> Wait, does that mean that when you graduated and you came out of school, when did you graduate actually? I mean December twenty twenty. So they came out into the pandemic. Yeah. Damn, how was that? And then did you have to move to Seattle immediately? Yeah. Well, I had to move, but I didn't move. So I was in I was in Oklahoma for like at least one more like another two years again before moving to Seattle. Through the pandemic. Through the pandemic. Stay in Oklahoma through the pandemic. I told you. It was cheap. My rent. <laughs> How much was your rent? It was like three forty five. Yeah. And plus utility. Everything was, let's just say $400 plus utility. Ah, uh, wait. You know a good question I like asking people. What was like your, what city, now that you've traveled, you've gone to different cities in America, mm-hmm. what city do you go to in America that you're like, this is America experience? Hmm. What do you mean by this is America experience? Because every city in America has different feel. Feel. Mm. Yeah. Mine was Seattle, right? I felt like when I went to Seattle and I saw like the bridge, you know the bridge when you're coming into Seattle, mm-hmm. from, like Ken. Or like the view. I was like, this is the America I see in movies. Like, this is the America I can, I can, I can, I can see that. I would want to say New York. Ah, okay. I want to say New York. Because, but then, I got like a very good experience in New York. I went to, I went to New York with an original New Yorker. <laughs> so I got to see everything in New York. So I would say, I would say New York. Because New York, the hustle and the, so it reminds me of Lagos, but it still felt like America. Really? Yeah, yeah, like the train and everything, like the very tall buildings, tall buildings and everything. It still reminded me of Lagos, but at the same time, it still felt some. There's still some element of America to it. Yeah, that makes sense. But I can see Seattle, like, like coming down as if at night. Yeah, coming from the bridge, driving down. It's very beautiful. Yeah, I can see that. 
Yeah. Oh my god. That's so. You miss Yati. You want to come back? Out? I know. I really, <laughs> no, no, I really miss. I feel like Seattle was just like. It's just such a perfect city. Are you serious? Honestly. Yeah. I don't know what it was about it. But now that I'm in Austin too, I don't know how I feel about Austin actually. Have you actually explored this city like that? What's there to explore? In Austin? What's there to explore? I think there's a lot though. Like, I, there was this... I don't know where I went. I went to pick up someone from this streets that had had like all the bars, all the restaurants. I don't... It's not... I think... I don't think it's six streets. Congress? Uh, has, six Congress. I can't remember though. I need to check my phone. Mm-hmm. It's as like there's a club called Dogwood. So like the culture here is different from the culture of other Texas cities I've been to. Right. Um Dallas is more bubbly. But it's, Dallas is bubblier than Austin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Dallas is Dallas yeah. is very bubbly. Da- and is Houston is I feel like I don't know Houston in total, but just driving around Houston, Houston can be some areas Houston is the most confusing place. This Trenche and um Porsche. Houston places around so Austin has a different vibe from there but but at the core of it yeah. there's still not that much difference like that no there's a huge difference between Austin I thought Austin is way safer than Houston you could be oh, really? in Houston and be, they'd be shooting up the place oh, yeah, I think you told me that this yeah. morning too <laughs> it was like a hobby of yours since you moved to America sleep <laughs> be serious Joe. I'm serious I'm I- What's the hobby? Like, what, but you like your job, right? Yeah, I love my job. I love okay. the problem myself. Okay. But aside from that, maybe, maybe if cooking. Cooking, ah. I enjoy cooking. I enjoy cooking. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I like to sleep. Oh. My, you yes. might, I don't think people actually understand. I love to sleep. <laughs> like, you barely see me outside. I'm in my bed sleeping or watching a movie. You don't have a sign of question? I actually don't. Oh, what's the sign? Do we have like sign off questions? Probably have like a last question now. No, but like we were just having a conversation. It wasn't like an interview, so there was no. Then, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> at the sign off. <laughs> That's actually perfect. Are you serious? That's actually perfect. It's a casual conversation. They don't yeah. need to be a sign off. We we'll have to go and cook jello fries. Yeah, we're going to go and smoked, cook jello fries. Smoked, smoked, smoked. You remember the listener group listener sent you? Yeah. Smoked, smoked, smoked beef, beef jello fries. Jello fries. All right, guys. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Allah. <laughs>